Every five minutes, someone dies while waiting for a compatible donor heart, liver, or kidney. On a remote island in Lake Superior, a team of geneticists strive to engineer an animal with human-compatible organs, thereby saving millions of lives. But these ancestors are not the docile herd animals they envision. Instead, the project spawns something big, something evil, something hungry. Ancestor by number one New York Times bestselling novelist Scott Sigler is available for free on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, everyone. Van Winkle here with a very special announcement. Have you ever wanted a chance to write for the show? Well, that chance has finally arrived. Virginia and I just launched our very first short fiction writing contest with a winning entry to be fully produced as B-Side 12 later this year. The theme of the contest is Anathema, Anna Sheridan's first collection of short stories. As such, your story should be written as a piece of in-universe fiction, similar to some of the other stories we've heard from Anna in the past. The contest is open from now until April 5th, 2023, so check out the link in the description for more details and contest rules. All are welcome, and we can't wait to read your entries. But for now, this bonus episode of The Sharon Tapes was made possible by our backers on Patreon. Melissa Dawes, Drew Scroggin, Laurie McNeil, and Ryan Crum. If you'd like to support the show as well, please go to patreon.com slash homesteadcorner. For as little as $5 a month, you get early access to ad-free versions of episodes, a special weekly behind-the-scenes podcast, and patron-only AMA live streams. Before we get started, this episode contains some existential dread and paranoia. Content warnings and a full transcript are available in the show notes. Where? This isn't my studio. Where am I? Only one window in here and I can't see a thing. Why does that feel hot? I'm just having a bad dream. Just... Uh, Hello and welcome to another segment of Amy's Sterling Wisdom. I'm your host... I'm your host, Adrian Briggs, and we are live? Ah, so we are. Live. On the air. I wouldn't go out there if I were you. What the? Who's there? I put a lot of work into protecting you from what's outside this studio, Adrian. You'd better leave that door alone. Would be a shame to waste all that effort. What's going on? Where am I? Can't you read the sign? You're on air. And you have a show to present. Just, just, just a bad dream. Too much beef jerky before bed. Hey, uh, if I'm live, then who's broadcasting this? Hmm? And how do I stop when I'm done? (sighs) Dear Amy, 
I started developing feelings for my friend Ben about five months ago. Last month, I finally got up the courage to tell him how I feel. He turned me down with a lot of kindness, saying he wasn't in the right space for our relationship right now. The problem is, we used to text every few days, and now sometimes there are weeks where I don't hear from him at all. We've been friends for about three years, and this change is very hard to handle. In addition, he lives farther away, about a 40-minute drive, so it feels like I've lost most of my chances to interact with him. Here's my question. I want to ask him if there would be any chance of he and I being an us someday, because he didn't say he wasn't interested, just that he wasn't in the right space. Would it be worthwhile to reach out and ask him again? It took me a lot of courage to tell him I had feelings the first time, and I don't know if I could handle another rejection. Sincerely, Crushed and Crushing. Dear Crushed and Crushing, I want you for a moment to ponder the vast emptiness of existence, the illusion of understanding, of control, of being. The very idea of you and him, of us. Well, I suppose that's closer to the truth, but not perhaps in the way you imagine. In truth, you have never been separate from Ben, just as you have never been separate from your parents or the bully that followed you through middle school or your dog, Maverick, who died when you were eight. There are no meaningful lines that you can draw between yourself and the many ancestors and monsters who fill your family line, or the family of Ben, or anyone else. Consider also the vast, unknowable mysteries that shape your universe. Endless space, unanswerable questions, your own fragmented history. I would suggest that instead of moping around about how far from Ben you feel, you should develop a better perspective on the chaos that unifies us all. Also, Ben isn't interested. Sorry. Next question, Adrian. Uh, Amy, listen, if you could just tell me- Next question, Adrian. Dear Amy, my partner, 30, female, and I, 34, male, have been married for five years and recently became swingers. We had close friends who were already involved in the community, and so our first experience was with them. Since then, we started attending the same parties they frequent. A few months ago, my partner started to become emotionally connected with another woman she met at one of those parties. While I've tried to be understanding and flexible, I'm concerned that they're beginning to develop a romantic relationship outside the boundaries we'd established. When we started, we both agreed to keep our activities purely casual and limited to parties only. This feels like it's bordering on polyamory, which I'm not sure I'm prepared for and we previously agreed is not for us. What should I do? Sincerely, swing and a miss and a missus. <laughs> Dear swing and a miss and a missus. <laughs> Oh, I encourage you to embrace the chaos of this moment. Let go of all your preconceived notions of what your relationship to this woman means. Indeed, what sex and relationships mean at all. At the end of the day, we're all born alone. We will die alone. And in the truest sense, we all live alone. No one 
will ever understand your experiences the way you will. Just as you are utterly incapable of understanding your wife's experience. This state that you two share, your marriage, is so completely temporary that it's hardly worth fighting over. Personally, I applaud your wife. I applaud her utter embrace of this connection despite the chaos that waits beyond all things. I suggest you follow her example. Next question, please, if you wouldn't mind. I... I don't think I will. No. No. Come now, Adrian. You do want to know why you're here, don't you? Dear Amy, my messy divorce and the custody battle that ensued has prompted me to make a rather severe mistake. I was looking for my next big thing after it all fell apart. A purpose, you could say. I heard something about a missing park ranger in western Nevada, and for some reason, maybe watching too much dog the bounty hunter? <sighs> maybe the thought that if I can't find myself, then I might as well find someone else. I set out to look for her. Amy, what the hell is this? I packed up my minivan and drove out to Oslo. At least I think I did. I remember seeing the welcome sign next to the road, and then the next thing I know, I'm waking up somewhere I don't know. I'm trapped in a cramped, empty recording studio with nowhere to go and nothing to do but read this paper. What do I do next? Sincerely, the host with the least. Dear, dear host with the least. What a predicament you found yourself in. I'll tell you first that you're lucky to be alive. To still be conscious, to still be you. It's not an easy thing to do out here in the nothingness. To retain a sense of yourself. Do you know why that's happened? Because I put you here. Although you did help me a little bit. What the hell does that mean? Your will was already striving for a place where you felt safe. Felt in control. I simply helped to make it real for you. Well, real as it can be. You... You made this room? I did. Why? Why? What do you want from me? <laughs> well, oh, dear host. We have a long journey ahead of us. And you have a vital role to play in it. The future, after all, is nothing if not precarious. And your voice will be the one that helps to guide it. The Sheridan Tapes, B-Side 10, Air. Starring Adrian Gibbs as Adrian Briggs and Meredith Nudo as Amy Sterling, with original music by Jesse Hogan. Written and produced by Virginia Spots, with dialogue editing and sound design by Van Winkle. Visit thesheridantapes.com to view additional content, rate and review us on your podcatcher of choice, and connect with us on Twitter at Sheridan Tapes and on Instagram at The Sheridan Tapes. I'm Van Winkle. And I'm Virginia. This is Homestead on the Corner. And you're listening to... 
the Sheridan tapes. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.